You are listening to Caring Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We want to connect on a deeper level, and what better way than through conversation. We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. I am so excited to be here. This is Angie speaking because we are going to give you so much information around so much. Like, honestly, this episode is just jam-backed with not only content, but actual valuable tools that you can apply in your life today. So how this episode is done is slightly different from our previous episodes because we decided to actually hit the record button partway through our friendly friend checkup chat. So um, we're just going to go ahead and dive right into it. And yeah, let's just have an amazing episode. Hey guys, so just before we get started, we are so excited to officially announce on our podcast that we are doing a giveaway. So this is happening on Facebook and on Instagram. Sid, let's give us the details. Yes. So exciting. So in order to be entered into the giveaway, you have to take a screenshot. So right now, take a screenshot of the podcast that you're listening to. When you post it, we'd love to hear your takeaway. What is the most interesting part that you've learned from that episode? What is the breakthrough moment that you had? The lesson that really stuck out to you? Doesn't need to be long, super quick, put it in there and then tag us. So if you're on Instagram and you're doing it in your stories, tag us at CCC underscore podcast. If you're doing it on Facebook as a post, tag us at Caring Connected Conversations, okay? That's how you're going to be entered to win. You can enter every single week for as long as we're running this giveaway. So make sure you're listening to the episodes when they come out so you can be entered into win. And what do we win? Well, once it is all over, we're going to be announcing when it's ended. And for every entry you put in, you get a chance to win either a free call with me, Sydney, or with me, with Angie. So this month's draw is going to go all the way through until September 30th. So if you wanted to enter every single day, if you had that many takeaways, 120%. But for now, guys, check out more on Instagram or Facebook to get into more specific details. And let's get right into the episode. I think it's I think it's a really great reminder for all of us that divine timing is real, right? It's the idea that things are supposed to happen at a certain time for a certain reason. The only problem is is that when we're in the moment, you know, ego and fear play in and we get confused because we don't know the reason, right? It's afterwards that you uncover the reason. But we need to just remind ourselves that if something's not happening the way that you desire it to happen, if it's not playing out the way that you want it to play out, it's because of three different things. Either it's not supposed to happen or something better is supposed to happen or now is just not the time for it to happen and it will happen at a later date right and i think when we can bring ourselves back into that space we can it that right there is what reminds me to just trust right because i don't i don't always have a say and usually don't ever have a say in how things unfold in my life right as we've always talked about on this podcast the only thing that you can control is your attitude and your effort, right? So if something's outside of your control and you're really wanting something to happen and then it doesn't happen, you can quickly put that 
on your worth. Like quickly you can fall into the rabbit hole and think, oh, I'm not worthy because my dream didn't happen. But that's not the truth, right? Bring yourself back to this idea that either it's not supposed to happen and you just need to trust that it's not supposed to happen for some reason or another, or it's something better is going to happen or it's going to happen, but in a late, on a later date at a later time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm going to jump in here and just share my previous experience because I know we kind of recorded or hit the record button partway through our conversation, but we were specifically talking about our time, um, you know, in the entrepreneurial word and like launching programs and where my mindset was at, like in terms of divine timing was, okay, if I launch this program, what does that mean? Like, what if only one person signs up? What if I had 10 people sign up? Like what, like, is the number of people that sign up, are they going to determine what my worth is? Because I was externalizing my own worth. That's where my mindset was at in that place when I started my business a year ago. Oh my gosh, that's crazy to say. Actually, a year ago is when I started. Wow, wow, wow. So yeah, I just, and and now like thinking back to that and to have the resiliency to keep pushing through, it was more of what can I add to become a better version of myself rather than, um, you know, what can I do differently? Or like, I'm not as worthy as because only one person signed up. No, it's, I had one person sign up, not only one person signed up, right? Because that was the stepping stone for me in that time. I wasn't ready talking about divine timing. I was not ready to receive three people, five people, 10 people that was not in my allotment. So as I'm moving through this own, my own personal development, that's when I was also growing and gaining the capacity to hold more space for other women, right? Rather than just only one person. Cause that was my mindset beforehand. So I love that you really brought up divine timing. And, and of course, just before we hit, uh, hit the record button, you were dropping like three really useful things. And I think now would be a perfect time to maybe just reiterate those, those three things. Yeah. I think it's really important to remember that if something's not happening, it's not because you're not worthy, right? As humans, it's so easy for us to create these blocks, which is exactly what you're saying, Ange you said you had, right? You weren't in the space to work with five people at that time because you had all these other blocks, right? That's why you didn't receive those clients at that time. And and one of those blocks is the belief that if something doesn't work out, it's because I'm not worthy, right? Which is not true. That's And that's a block that you've actually worked at breaking free from, especially with this launch that you've just been going through. It's one of the first things that you told me before you launched your program. You said, you know, I know that if nobody signs up for this program, it's not because I'm not worthy. And because you broke free from that block, you opened yourself up to actually receiving, right? So again, as you were saying, those three things, right? If something doesn't work out, why? Why did it not work out? Well, either it's not supposed to. And maybe if it's not supposed to, it's just because that's actually not aligned with your purpose, right? Maybe your dream is disconnected from who, from what you're, you're dreaming. Like what you're dreaming is disconnected from who you actually are and why you're supposed to be on earth. On earth. That doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It just means that that thing that you're dreaming of it, like, for instance, if I were to dream right now for a Porsche, like that's not aligned with me. So it's not going to work out, not because something better is going to work out or not because it's some other time in my life it's going to happen. But like, I'm actually not aligned with desiring a Porsche. So it's, it's not the right dream for me. So the second reason why something doesn't work out is because something better is supposed to happen. So this is a great kind of example for relationships. Like if you break up or you really like this person and you don't end up dating, like you don't end up entering a relationship with them and you're really upset 
because you know you thought that they were amazing or you or that person broke up with you and you thought that they were your soulmate you thought that it was supposed to be you know it it didn't work out because something better is coming to you right so when you can lean into that you step away from the idea that you're not worthy you step away from the idea that it didn't work out because you're not worthy and you step into the idea of i know i'm worthy so this didn't work out because something better is going to happen and then the third reason is that it doesn't it didn't work out because now is not the right time right that that whole idea of divine timing it's meant to happen in your life but at some other time so when you can lean into these three reasons as to why something doesn't work out you step out of that space of this is happening to me right you step out of that space of i am the victim everything is happening to me because of who i am and instead you open yourself up to surrendering to whatever is outside of your control and you say okay you know that sucks that it didn't happen right because we're still human so we're still going to be upset by it but what can i lean back into in order to move forward right so those are the things that I was talking about and maybe I'll just give like a quick example like what I'm going through right now. 100%. Yeah. I think that'd yeah. be so perfect for our listeners to kind of hear exactly like those three different things I want to say in, in relation to t- divine timing but also hearing a perfect example I think is is perfect for our listeners to understand that we as humans still go through the same things that everybody else does but it's just different, right? Like everything that happens in your life, my life, and our listeners life they're all different but ultimately in terms of divine timing it's all the same thing so i think this is a perfect tie-in yeah so exactly we're all different we all experience things differently but you know divine timing is something that that happens to all of us exactly as you're saying so (laughs) for myself um as you guys heard last week and last week or two weeks ago Ange and I were talking about our different group programs that we are launching and advertising um, to obviously receive clients to join and partake in our group programs. And so right now, the week that we are recording this episode, I am actually marketing my group program and I am, I am showing up and I am open to receiving and I am marketing and I'm advertising and I'm hoping for people to sign up. And so far I haven't had anyone sign up and old Sydney 100% would have thought that it was because she wasn't worthy. And I 100% would have all of a sudden just cut it off. And I would have said, oh, no one signed up. I'm just going to stop advertising it then because then it won't be like I failed, right? I'm just going to stop telling people about it so you don't have that quote unquote public failure, right? Whereas in reality, like nobody actually knows if I have people signed up or not, right? Like, no, like I don't need to advertise, oh, nobody signed up, right? That's something that I can keep to myself, even though I'm kind of advertising it to you guys listening right now. But With this idea of divine timing, I was just explaining to Ange before we started recording, you know, what I've been going through in regards to this group program. And I don't know if it was ego or if it was my intuition, but a couple days ago, I had this thought of, I think I'm supposed to devote my time to my one-on-one mentoring. I think I'm supposed to devote my energy to building my one-on-one clients. Now, the reason why I say I don't know if it was ego or if it was actually intuitive guidance is because, because I have no one signed up for my group program, ego could easily come in and could easily sway me to stop devoting my energy to promoting this program and jump into something else that's already been successful, right? Or it really could be my intuition telling me, you know, your one-on-one is where you need to devote your energy to. So in order to move forward, not giving into ego, just in case it is ego, what am I doing? Well, I'm bringing myself back to this idea of divine timing. And I'm reminding myself, however this ends is the way that it's supposed to end. 
But the only way for me to know the outcome is for me to fully follow through and act, right? I can't sit around and wait because if I just stop advertising, if I just stop marketing, then I will always think back, what if? What if I did market and then I got the people, right? Did it fail because I gave up? right? I don't want that to be the reason why something doesn't work out is because I give up. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep showing up and I'm going to keep advertising as if I have people. I'm going to keep showing up and sharing with the world that this program is happening, right? And I said to the universe this morning, if this is meant to happen, if I'm supposed to dedicate my time and energy to this program, then more than five people will sign up. So that was me surrendering 100%, fully trusting the universe because everything is energy, right? And like, I know that the universe can help make sure or can make sure that five people will sign up, more than five people will sign up if it's meant to be right? So I'm not saying that if only one person signs up, I'm not going to run it because I will, I still will run it. But what I'm saying is I'm kind of manifesting right up to the universe. Like if this, if I'm supposed to do this, if this is what's supposed to happen right now, then let it happen. And I'm open. Let the people come in. Right. And then I know if I don't receive anyone for this program, It's because it's not supposed to happen right now. I know that this program is amazing. Like I know this program is going to help so many people. And I know that because I created it from a heart-centered space. I know that because I followed my intuition, right? My intuition guided me to create this program. Previous programs were 100% ego-driven that I created. It was out of the fear of not having enough money and feeling like, oh my God, I got to create something. So I'm going to just whip something together. And those programs did not work out. Right. But I know that this program is good. I know that this program is amazing. And I know that I will run this program at some point in my life. So I'm fully trusting the universe that if now is the time, they, the universe is going to send the clients. And if now is not the right time, then I will continue to work on this program behind the scenes. I will take everything that I've learned from my launch period, right? I will take everything that I've gained and I will just work on it on the sidelines. And then I will relaunch the program at a later date because bringing us back to that idea of divine timing, if it didn't work out, it's either because it's not supposed to happen something better is supposed to happen or it's supposed to happen at a different time, right? But the only way for us to really know that and lean into that is to gather the information. Like the only way for me to move forward with that knowing is to continue to act, right? Is to continue to pursue what it is that I'm pursuing. And then afterwards, when it doesn't work out, then I can lean in and gather the information because it won't be from an ego-based fear of what if this doesn't work out? Because it already hasn't worked out. It will be very much from, okay, what do I need to know now moving forward? And I think that's so important to, to recognize because where my mindset was at, you know, in my first launch sequence I did let fear and ego override all those other, um, I want to say like emotional, logical reasonings, right? Because it's, it's emotions. Emotions is part of ego or ego is part of emotions, however you look at it. And to understand exactly where your mind is in the moment when you do make a decision, I think is that much more of an understanding for you to become a lot more, you know, self-aware with your decisions. And, and I think that, um, when you were talking about like knowing your worth, I think that's so important because that is a part of a block. And I think for females, especially, this is where I'm going to speak up for the females that when we don't know our worth, that is a hundred percent where we are not in an emotional, intelligent place to 
understand how and why emo, uh, emo, I'm trying to say emotions and ego in the same word, emo, emos, <laughs> but why, why our emotions are, are coming forward, right? Because when we don't correlate our worth based off of what is inside of us and we relate it to everything outside of us, that's when we are going to let everything outside of our control affect us. And that's how we're going to play that victim card. So understanding that our worth, like, sorry, understanding where the block lies in knowing your worth, I think is just one of the many different puzzle pieces that we need to unblock to really create and live this, live this desirable life we've always wanted to live. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's breaking free. Like I love what you said earlier, it's breaking free to receive. It's, it's showing that you are surrendering to the universe in this very moment and that you are still going to pursue whatever it is that you decide to do, knowing those three divine timings, right? Where that's supposed to happen. Uh, sorry, whether it's supposed to happen or not happen, or if it's supposed to happen, but just not right now. Right. I think those are very important things to remind ourselves when we are making these big decisions. So that way our worth is not, sorry, our worth won't become likely of being broken down. Is that making sense? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really important also, because like we can easily get stuck on the one that it's not Mm -hmm. supposed to happen. Right. But you don't know, you don't know which one of the three is it's going to turn out to be until it turns out to be. So if you choose to stay stuck on, well, it didn't happen. So that means it's not going to happen. Then again, that's you choosing in that um, emotion, in that space of fear to let ego control you, right? You don't know. You don't know if it's because something better is going to happen. You don't know if it's because it's just supposed to happen at a later date. So why would you focus on the one negative one, right? Because if that's what you're choosing to do, then you are choosing to stay in this negative mindset. You are choosing to, to create a negative environment for yourself to live in, right? Like when I had that, that thought that I was saying earlier, I don't know if it was ego or if it was intuitive that I was supposed to focus my time on my one-on-one mentoring Afterwards, you know, a couple days later, like I'm still showing up, I'm still dedicating my time to, to advertising. And then, as I said this morning, I said to the universe, you know, if it's meant to be, let it be and let it be prosperous. And then I went about my day as if it's going to be like, not just advertising and marketing, because you can, you can still take action and, and, and then end up blocking yourself. Right. So like, let's say I took action and I said, okay, I'm still going to advertise and I'm advertising, but, but my mind is, well, this is probably not going to work, but I'll keep doing it. Well, this is right. You know, like this is right. Then like, then you're creating blocks and of course it's not going to happen. Right. Whereas I knew that if I had that mindset, then I would be blocking myself right? Like, it's like, Ange, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago and you first said that thing, oh, what was it that you said? You said, um, I'll be fine if nobody signs up. Mm. And I said, that's the wrong words. It's like, you're blocking yourself. Like, yes, mm. you are. I said, you're worthy no matter what. If 10 people sign up, if one person signs up, if no one signs up. But the way that you said it was, even if nobody signs up, I know I'm still worthy. You are literally blocking yourself from people signing up, right? So reword it and say, no matter the outcome, I know I'm worthy. No matter the outcome, I know I'm worthy, right? And that's removing yourself completely from the outcome. Because before you were saying, well, if nobody signs up, I know I'm worthy. So you're literally saying, you're not removing yourself from the outcome. You are literally putting yourself in the outcome saying that nobody's going to sign up. Right. So, so bring it back to today after I put up that message to the universe, after I, I prayed, whatever you want to call it, I would call it a prayer. I put that up there or a manifestation. And then I went about my day. And as I was doing tasks, as I was out walking, as I was at the grocery store, driving my car, I visualized I visualized people coming into the program, 
right? And I said, thank you. Thank you to all the beautiful beings that have come into this program that I get to teach, that I get to help create a life that they'll love living. I know this program is going to help so many people and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to help these people because I know that no matter what, this program is going to run. Whether it runs now, whether it runs three months from now, six months from now, two years from now, I know that this program is going to run. So when I visualize the people coming in, I know like it's like they're coming. They are coming, but Mm. I'm also surrendering to the divine universe. And I'm saying, it's up to you. It's up to you to either play it out. If it's supposed to happen now, then I know that it's supposed to happen now. If it's not supposed to happen now, then I know it's because there's a better time in the future that it's meant to happen at. But no matter what, I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be successful. And I know I'm going to get the opportunity to work with an amazing group of people. And that is the mindset that is helping me to move forward. That's the mindset that's helping me to show up with inspired action, right? Not action because I feel like I have to, but the action of I know I'm going to help people. So how can I show up today to share with the world that these are the kind of people that I'm going to help? And if you feel called, jump in. I love it. And (laughs) just now thinking back to our call two weeks ago, I'm just shaking my head in awe that I was saying that because I was blocking myself from receiving, right? I wasn't fully surrendering. And uh, not until I fully surrendered, that's when I had one woman approach me. She's like, Angie, like, this is amazing. Sign me up. Cool. Like, just like that, bing, bang, done. And then I was, um, I was running a contest later on in my free community and I was giving off seats of the program. And until there was a name actually corresponded to the seat, I was able to then visualize them in the program. And I couldn't imagine their life without this program because I knew how much value and I knew how much amazingness they're going to gain from this program. And I was excited for them. So I literally, like I, as soon as I had their names, I was visualizing, visualizing, sorry, visualizing them. I can't talk today, (laughs) visualizing them in the program. But I was also out loud. I said, I am so excited for them. I'm leaving the excitement for like for me, for myself until they actually sign up, which is how I'm able to detach my worth from whether or not they sign up. And I think that was such an important piece for me because old Angie didn't do that. She only based her um, worth off of whoever signed up or the number of people that signed up. So yeah, I was so excited. And then it's so funny. I felt like I just did surrender. Like I just went on my day and then sure enough, during our first call, my second girl, she's like, yep, I want in. And she joined like partway through the first call. It was hilarious. And then the, the following day, it was like, okay, Angie, I'm ready. Like, this is, this is it. I'm in. And here we are. Right. Like, and it, but it took me, it took me to actually surrender and to trust, to know that it will happen. And before I didn't have that because you like, you're, you said it right. Two weeks ago, we had this conversation and it wasn't until last week, all of these things happened. And it's so important to be able to understand where you are at in your life. Like, so if you are at a, um, a similar spot where you're, you know, maybe your emotion, uh, cause I do believe Cindy that your emotional intelligence is slightly higher than mine. And that's not to compare, but it's also just to remind us of where we are at because two weeks ago, I was battling myself, right? Whereas right now, before you even launched the program, or sorry, two weeks ago, before you even launched the program, you were already in that mindset. I think that's so amazing to to know about yourself. So I think for our listeners, it's also like understanding that even us as coaches, we go through these crazy doubt, doubting periods, you know, of ourselves and just of our clients and of everything. I think it's so important to just actually know where we are as a person, not to compare you know, each other, but it's really just to under, yeah, understand where you are at bottom line. Yeah. And know that there's always room to grow. Like when you look at somebody else that you believe is above you, whatever that means, right. You believe that they have a higher 
emotional intelligence than you do or whatever. It's not to say that, oh, woe is me. I'm lower. I am less than. It's to say, whoa, that's what it will be like when I get there. I'm going to start working my butt off to get there. Right. So it, it kind of brings in that idea of comparison. And instead of just saying, oh, again, oh, woe is me, poor me, poor me. Instead, mm-hmm. it's to say, okay, this is my path. I can see what she's experienced on her path. I wonder what it will feel like when I get there on my path. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so amazing. Right. And then start mm-hmm. to notice yourself taking those steps and moving in that space. Cause that, that was a huge ticket for you. Ange. was the moment that, you know, we talked about when do you celebrate? Because if you celebrate before they've paid, and then what if they don't actually end up paying and signing up, then you feel disappointed, right? Because you're celebrating for yourself, and then it doesn't work out. But instead, bring it to that space of, like you said, Ange, celebrate for them. Celebrate for them when you're in conversation with that person, when you're seeing them and they're getting, you know how amazing it would be for them to transform their life. So when you celebrate them because they're interested, you're like the universe can't really tell the difference between who you're celebrating. The universe just feels the energy that you are celebrating. And when you're celebrating, you're, you're raising your frequency, you're raising your, your energy, and that opens you up to receiving more, right? So celebrate them. If it makes more sense to you mentally and emotionally, celebrate them because not only will the universe receive that, but they'll receive that energy, right? That other person will. And then they feel excited because they feel your, your celebration and then the celebration turns into your celebration, right? It's like having gratitude for something before it's even happened, right? Knowing that it's going to happen. So I think that that's a a great thing for anyone, like whether you guys listening, whether you're an entrepreneur or entrepreneur or not, it doesn't matter, right? This idea of divine timing of celebrating yourself, celebrating the things happening around you, having gratitude before something happens and bringing yourself back into this space of surrendering. It really is all about just recognizing like, where are my thoughts? You know, Ange is a very verbal processor. So I know you can do it through journaling as well, Angie, but when you talk to me, that's when you really start to uncover where, where your thoughts are leading you and where your mind is going. And then, and then you can really grow on that. So for everyone listening, don't just think about things, whether you're a verbal processor or not, if you just think about things, you don't actually uncover the breakthroughs. So like write it down, have a conversation with somebody else, because then you can see where your thoughts are, right? Because it wasn't until Angie said, what, what was it that I said that you said, um, if nobody signs up, then I know I'm still worthy, right? The moment that you mm-hmm. said that I was like, okay, I get where you're going, I get where your energy is going, but the wording is still blocking you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even though you, your belief was actually connected to more of what I was saying, because of the words that you use, that can actually contradict your belief, right? And it, and it can redirect you down a path that you don't actually want to go down. And I think that's where I, words, I believe words are so important, right? Because yes. if you are using the wrong words to manifest the wrong intentions are going to come forward right like just as i said from the example you know if even if nobody signs up i'm still worthy well that means i'm manifesting no one to sign up yeah my worth is still going to be there that's great but i manif- i'm putting the wrong intentions out to manifest so i love that that is understanding or sorry understanding your thoughts to know exactly what you're able to manifest and bring to life, right? Because wherever you put your energy, meaning your thoughts, your focus, that is what is more likely going to come true. Or maybe it won't come true, but it's putting the energy out there in a way that feels good to you, right? And if it doesn't feel good for you to put into um, having like more thoughts based off of something that's not going to happen, even though you want it to happen, you know, you're just wasting your energy. Like switch your thoughts around Like imagine if it did happen. And even if it didn't happen, imagine how happy you're still going to be. And I think from all of that, 
what, how can you live this way? Like, how can you basically break everything down? And I think that's why having these daily practices, right? Because when you get to a a position where you do feel like you're at a block or maybe a trigger pops up, or you're not sure whether or not to believe like this part of divine timing or that part of divine timing, and you're not sure how to like manifest properly and all these things. And and I think just making it so simple, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis, right? Like I, I love how you talked about your thoughts. Well, are you journaling them or writing them out? Personally, I believe because I am a verbal processor that it's important to do it both ways because I am going to hear some, I'm, I'm going to hear or perceive something a lot different from how I verbally speak to how I write something to then how I reread what I wrote. Like those are three different ways. So if I'm able to get a better perspective from each one of those different ways of communicating with like myself, <laughs> then I, I believe that I'm winning. I'm at a, a much higher place to better understand myself, like my thoughts. And then of course, to practice your daily gratitude, it's putting yourself in the position of celebrating your life. Like, what are you excited about today? Right. You said earlier where the universe doesn't know what you're putting your excitement towards, but it knows your energy. So it knows that you are excited. So if you're constantly in a place of gratefulness or, um, excitement, then obviously more good things are going to come with you because you're putting your intention out there into the universe that today's a great day because this, tomorrow's a great day because this, and then therefore every single day, you're going to have a great day no matter what the outcome is. So I think that that is a real easy way to break things down is what are we doing? What are we thinking on a daily basis? Yeah, I think that that's really, really important. And and bringing back to the idea of emotions, right? Like you were saying earlier, ego is part of emotions. Emotions are a part of ego, which is so true. You know, it can be really easy for us to celebrate and to have gratitude on the good days, right? It can be like, that's easy. We all know that it's easy. So, so what about the hard days, right? What about the days where you're already feeling exhausted? Well, those are the days that you need to stop Stop overthinking, stop Mm -hmm. overanalyzing, stop overprocessing because it will lead you to overwhelm, which is definitely going to burn you out. When you're already feeling exhausted, it is so much easier for those emotions to control you, which leads to ego controlling you, right? So for example, yesterday, not yesterday, you listening to this episode, yesterday from when we're recording this episode, I was feeling exhausted. I had a lot of different emotions that were moving through me, some difficulties popping up in my life around my family. And um, I knew right off the bat that I was not going to be able to do all the things that I wanted to do that day. And I knew that I was not in the right space to show up for my community and to share a bunch of things. Like I did not post on Instagram. I did not post in my free community. Um, I, I didn't do anything because I knew that getting into some, like trying to get positive and share with them, it would have just drained me even more. Right. I also knew that if I started thinking about all the two different, all the different people, uh, what am I trying to say? If I started thinking about how nobody had signed up for my program, then I would have like definitely overanalyzed it. And 100% ego would have pushed me into fear and doubt. So instead, what did I do that day that I was already feeling exhausted? My emotions were already low. Well, I just practiced a shit ton of mindfulness. What's mindfulness? Just clearing your mind, right? Normally when I go out for walks, I'll listen to podcasts and I knew that I couldn't because then it would make my mind run and I didn't want my mind to run. I wanted to clear my mind. So I walked in silence and I just took in the sights around me, right? And then I had uh, planned a a mountain bike in the evening with my cousins and a friend. And and there was definitely a period in the day where I was kind of second guessing it if I was going to have energy for it. And I was like, no, Sydney, 100% you will have energy for it because it's different. And honestly, doing that, that bike ride 
actually re-energized me more than I could have ever done anything else. Like I was doing meditations throughout the day. I was doing affirmations and it was all just helping me get by without overwhelming overwhelming myself more with more negative emotions. But doing the biking really helped me to completely step out of my mind because doing something physical like that, you, your, your mind is so focused on the task at hand that you can't even think of anything. Right. So it fully refueled me. And then also being with my cousins and being able to talk about this family thing that's popping up helped me to step out of the overwhelming thoughts in my mind. And it helped me to step out of the heavy emotions that I was carrying because compassion and connection are huge, a huge way to, to re-energize yourself. So if you are having a difficult day, don't judge yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't think I should be doing this. I should be doing that because that 100% is going to exhaust you more. And it's going to push you into overanalyzing, over-processing. So ego and those negative emotions really do control you. If you're already having a difficult day, ask yourself, what can I do to make it a little bit easier? And then flow through it. And then the next day you can connect back to all the positive things, right? So for instance, bringing it back to divine timing, if that difficult day is because something didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, you know, quickly remind yourself of those three things if you can, like either it's because it's not supposed to happen, something better is supposed to happen, or it's supposed to happen at a later date. And then try and distract yourself, right? It's not to say that you're brushing it under under the rug, but when you're already in a difficult emotion, if you try to process it and understand it, you're not doing it from the right headspace. So really allow yourself to just flow through that negativity, flow through that that challenge, do something that refuels you and that allows you to have a little bit of an easier day. And then when you are ready, you can go back, right? Like today, because of my bike ride last night, I'm feeling so much better. I've had some great moments of celebration today. So I can look back on yesterday and just be like, yeah, that's all that it was. I was just feeling heavy. I just had some hard emotions And because I just allowed myself to flow through them, I didn't create all these stories that, that attach something even more negative to my experience. And I think that mindfulness is a huge piece in all of that. I I, like, I know we talk about meditation and and stuff before, and I think that's a great point that you brought out. You know, I, I wanted to listen to a podcast, but then I knew that that would fill my mind. And the whole point of creating mindfulness is to clear your mind. And I think look another way to look at mindfulness, it's almost like hitting the reset button. You know, mm. like if you had, if you were really heavy in emotions and you're having a really emotional day or you are, you're just having a lot go on in your life, well, what can you do to reset? It's practice mindfulness, right? Because that's all it's doing. It's just clearing your mind. It's decluttering all of those heavy emotions. It's decluttering all those heavy thoughts, all those heavy comparisons, all these over analytical things that you are doing. And once you're able to clear that, that's at that moment where you can either decide to write or speak out your thoughts and or practice gratitude all while not judging yourself, right? Because if, if you're having a bad day, the, the easiest thing that we can do is re- resort to what's comfortable or what we've known. So if what you've known is to judge yourself and to overanalyze things, so that way you ultimately get exhausted and just feel like crap, we'll try to do something different, like find that reset button. And I think mindfulness is such a perfect way to do that. And how you just said it, like you went for a walk, like, okay, everybody you know that, that can walk, we'll go out for a walk and just don't listen to any music. Think nothing other than just putting one foot in front of the other, smell what you smell, see what you see and let your thoughts come in, but then just boom, block them because you're busy seeing, smelling and just being in this moment. And I think that walking is a perfect way for you to do that because, um, this is where I want to bring up multitasking for like a quick sec because it's hard for our bodies to physically do multiple different things. Like for example, um, you know how the term multitasking is used on a resume as a benefit or like as a strength, like, Oh, I'm a multitasker. Like hire me. I'm so good at doing a million things at once. 
well, you're that just, if anything, I, I personally believe that that's not necessarily a strength. I, th- I think that it's a weakness and I'm going to get into that. And that's because our brain is only able to, is only wired to be able to do one thing at a time. So when you use the term multitask, it originally came from the term from computers. Okay. Like I'm going to get full deep here. I know I said for a sec, but I'm going to get deep for a second. (laughs) Go for it. So, okay. Hear me out here. So multitasking was actually made for a computer to go from one task quickly to another task. But that means it happens in like a nanosecond. It happens so freaking fast, like a blink of an eye that it does this one task it does. And then it switches right to the next. That doesn't mean it's doing two tasks simultaneously on top of each other. It just means that it's quickly able to open and close your screen and download a thing as you are listening to music. Like that's what that means. So when you bring this now into a human being to be able to do a bazillion things at once. It's impossible. Think about it for this way. For example, you're having a really um, good conversation on the phone and you're walking. Okay. Then all of a sudden it gets to the point where the person is not understanding what you're saying. So you're now, okay, hold on. I need to reframe what I'm saying so that it's so clear what do you end up doing in that moment? You stop walking. You stop walking because you need to use your brain a little bit more to think deeper into your memory box onto how you're able to communicate how um, Susie Joe is going to be meeting you in the next like three streets versus where they are to where you are. You you hear what I'm saying? So multitasking doesn't mean that you can walk, talk, eat, breathe, all those things at the same time. It means how effective is each one of those tasks that you're doing because one of them is going to be compromised which is exactly why you feel exhausted, right? Like it's this weird perception that multitasking is a thing, like, and especially for a woman, because I work with women. We're supposed to be doing all these things at once, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can do all these things at once, but it's going to take a lot longer for them to get done. And honestly, this is somebody coming from somebody that has ADD, Okay, Angie, I have attention deficit disorder. So I'm here to tell you that multitasking isn't a real thing. Because if you focus on all of these different things, like let's say you're, I don't know, you're doing laundry, you're mopping the floors, you're also feeding the cats, you're also trying to eat your sandwich all at the same time, it's physically impossible. Okay, unless you're like an octopus with like eight arms, like it ain't gonna happen. You're gonna have to feed the cats. Then you're gonna have to move from one room another to mop the floor. Then you're gonna have to move here to, to clean. So you can't actually do all those things at once. So I think that this is a perfect time for me to give you this permission slip that it's okay that you are not a multitasker. It's okay that you're not getting everything done out that you wanted to do, right? So when you're in that headspace that it's okay to you know, just break things down and just to be focused in this present moment in time. I think that is such an inspiring thing in itself because once you're able to, I guess, receive that permission slip that it's okay to not do all these things at once, it's a lot easier to now trust all the things that you do do on a regular basis and understand that you don't have to judge yourself now because there's no reason to judge yourself knowing that you can't do a million things at once. You now know that you can't do a million things at once, right? So if anything, you're you're doing something good. So yeah, that's why I wanted to go quickly into multitasking because that is a part of how we feel exhausted. And when we get to this over analytical thing and it's just like this constant loop, right? And it's, it's a good place to remove yourself from that judgment that you are holding against yourself, right? And I think that's exactly why, again, I wanted to bring in multitasking because I think for for women, yeah, we just are so inclined to think that this is a good thing for us to do when in reality, it's actually doing the complete opposite of what we want to create in our lives. Yeah, I love it. I'm like over here nodding my head, (laughs) smiling ear to ear because I'm like, this is perfect. I love this example. Not even example. I just love this this lesson, right? Like this is what it is. And just shining the light on this lesson for all of us. And it's so important to take this into our lives. I've got a couple things I want to touch on it because I think it was amazing. (laughs) And my mind was like, oh that, oh this, oh that. Um, First of all, the example, you were giving examples of multitasking. 
and, and how it's really difficult for our brain to focus on all those different things. And I'm going to give the example because I know every single one of you listening can resonate to this example because I've seen the meme on the internet thousands of times and so many different people have shared it. And it's the idea that when you're driving your car and you're lost or you're needing to pay attention to directions, you have to turn the music down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, Right? Like you literally, you're driving and you're trying to figure out where you're going and you're like, no, not now, whoever it is that's playing, right? Not now, Britney Spears, like, right? Turn that, turn (laughs) that down so I can focus. Like that's the best example that like our mind is not physically able to multitask, especially because like we're already driving a vehicle. So not only trying to navigate ourselves, right? Plus we've got this music playing in the background, right? So like a hundred percent, I totally agree with you. Multitasking is actually a weakness. It's not a good thing because when we're doing all of those things, are we actually doing all of them efficiently? No, Mm. we're just barely scraping by, right? So, and then on top of that, as you brought it back around to Ange, it exhausts you, right? Doing all those things at once is exhausting. So it's no wonder that you're feeling drained on a regular basis, right? bingo, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So like remove the judgment from yourself. I think also for a long time, especially in North America, I'm not sure about other areas of the world, probably, um, but especially North America, this idea of hustle has been bred into us, right? This idea that you need to work hard in order to make good money. You need to constantly be working in order to be deemed successful, right? Who said that? Who created that rule? Who created that belief? Why? Right? I think on another episode, we're going to dive deeper into money and how it's an energy because I'd love to talk further about that. Yes. Right? So, so that idea that you need to work hard to make good money is not true. It's a complete lie. But because that idea hustle has been bred into us, when we're not hustling, we're judging ourselves right? Which means that we're saying we're not allowed to rest. And the only way for you to actually be efficient at doing whatever task it is that you're doing, whether you're working on your job, you're taking care of your baby, you're taking care of yourself, right? Whatever it is that you're doing, the best way for you to do it is when you're fully energized. And in order to be fully energized, you need to rest right? I'm not saying that you're going to be fully energized 100%, 365 days of the year, right? 24 hours out of the day. I had to Mm. think because I forgot how many hours in the day there were. 27. Um, I was actually- (laughs) Final answer. I was going to say 27. That's so funny. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Um, It's like you're in my brain. Um, Yeah. So like we need to be able to give ourselves that permission to rest, right? If you have a shit ton of things on your to-do list, I'm telling you, there is no way that you are going to finish that to-do list today. So break free from that belief because it ain't Mm -hmm. happening, right? And honestly, I've talked about this previously. If you guys, if you listening were in my free challenge that I did a couple weeks ago, um, you'll have heard this lesson, but I talked about this idea that actually you're never going to finish your to-do list Mm -hmm. because as each day passes, more things are being added to your list. So break free from the belief that everything will be good once that list is done. Break free from the belief that I'll be able to rest once that list is done. Because then you're telling yourself that A, nothing is ever going to be good because that list is never going to be done. And B, that you're never going to be able to rest because again, that list is never going to be done, right? Mm -hmm. Create a new belief around your to-do list, right? With each task I cross off, I am excited and I celebrate myself, right? I get to rest no matter what, no matter how many items are on my to-do list, I get to rest when I know I need rest, not when it's too far gone, right? Not when I'm completely exhausted on on the point of a mental breakdown, right? 
I get to rest now because that's going to energize myself so I can finish more things. I can cross off more things on that to-do list. I love it. And I think that's such an important reminder because yeah, like as we grow, there's going to be more things added to the to-do list. And I think that just proves that, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel accomplished when it is done. Well, you're going to be constantly waiting for something for the rest of your life. Hence, you're never going to feel accomplished. So when you kind of bring back this whole idea of celebration, you're celebrating each item that you're crossing off. You're not, you're not celebrating the fact that the list is done. You're celebrating the fact that an item is done off of this never ending to-do list because that's why it is never ending, right? That's where that term comes from because you're always going to have something to do in life. I hate to break it to you, but you are. You're always going to have to cook food for yourself. You're always going to have to drive yourself to work. You're always going to have to go for groceries. You're always going to have to go to the bathroom. You're always going to have to do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like if you're constantly in this in this space of, well, like, okay, what it's done, then like, yeah, or maybe in that time, like I'll feel better. Like, no, right? Like yeah. breaking free from those beliefs that you have created or brought down to you from previous generations, I think is such an important piece to really living this ultimate life you desire. Do you want to live? And honestly, like I'm going to bring in something a little bit different. And this is something that you've actually shared with me, Sid. So this is nothing new to you, but it will be new to you from just hearing it from my perspective. But you learned this from um, somebody that you were following. And it was the, the sense that you have, like everyone is born with a garden. I know last week I talked, everyone had a coping cup. Well, everyone was born with a garden, but when you're born with this garden, you have to have people that actually can take care of you, like physically, emotionally, whatever, maybe financially actually tend to your garden. So that means that, you know, if, if they like zucchinis, they're going to put a zucchini plant in your garden. If they like tomatoes, they're going to put the tomatoes maybe beside the eggplant or, you know, whatever, but they're going to create your garden the way that they think their garden should be created. So it's like almost like they're creating two gardens, right? They're creating their own. They're also creating one for you. But you get to a certain point in your life where you're actually now able to tend to your own garden. What happens if you are all of a sudden allergic to eggplant? What happens if you can't, you don't like the taste of zucchini, you prefer cucumbers? At what point are you going to make the decision to remove the zucchini plant, to remove the eggplant and to add in cucumbers or just to change up the position of putting the tomatoes beside the eggplant or sorry, the tomatoes beside the potatoes is at the eggplant. Like, you know what I mean? But it gets to a certain point in your life where are you going to sit there and wait for the foods to be removed for you by the person that was taking care of you? Are you going to do it now for yourself? It's kind of like picking up your own slack in a sense, right? Like you have to know exactly at what point you are going to decide, okay, today is the day where I am going to replant. Today is the day where I'm going to remove the weeds from my ground. Maybe you had a garden filled with weeds because, you know, the people that planted your garden didn't take care of their weeds. And now you're like, I hate weeds. I don't want weeds in my garden. I want it out. Like at what point are you going to physically sit up in your hands and knees and remove these weeds all the way down to the root? Or are you just going to sit there and say like, well, I wish they were gone. Like, I really don't like them, but like, you know, they've been there for my whole life. So like, whatever, this is what we're talking about. It's breaking free from these previous beliefs that have been brought down to us from generation to generation. You're going to get this garden, right? You have your garden. So how do you want to tend your garden? Do you want it to look like shit for the rest of your life? Like, do you want other people to look at your garden and just be like, Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a okay garden. Or do you want to be like, wow, girl, like that garden is on fire. Like I want some of those tomatoes. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. I think it's also, also, I just said also, also, I think it's a reminder too that, you know, are you not only just sitting there and saying, I want that. I can't wait till I have that. But are you sitting there and saying, well, and, and blaming blaming the people who created your garden and saying, oh, well, they gave me that. So that's what I'm stuck with. Right. right. Oh, well, that's what my garden has. And that's, you know, because of the, because of the people who took care of me, it's just the belief that I'm carrying now. Like that's just the way that it's going to be right. Like stop playing victim. Stop waiting for something to change. Stop believing that nothing's going to change. Stop feeling that victim mindset that this is the way that life is because this is what somebody else created for me, right? Because my parents lived this way. 
because my parents lived this way, I have to live this way as well, right? That's not true. That's just the belief that has been set in you because of the garden that you have, right? So take the time right now to change. Take the time to choose to change, to uproot those beliefs that do not serve you, to figure out what those beliefs are, right? Because that's what the garden is. The garden is the belief system Mm -hmm. that was set in you, right? It was planted. That was planted. Thank you. Yeah. It's the belief system that was planted within you because your parents raised you. Your parents raised your garden. They took care of your garden because you were unable to when you're a baby and a child, right? So when you get to that stage where you can tend to your garden, are you going to say, oh, well, this is what they planted. So that's what I'm stuck with. Like, like Andrew's saying, if you're allergic to something, why would you keep it? In other words, if you're carrying a belief that you know limits you, it does not serve you, why would you keep it? Because you have the power to change it. Maybe you feel stuck on knowing how to change it. Well, that's when you hire someone like me or Ange, <laughs> right? Like there's ways to create change. They, there are ways to create change. And if you're stuck on the how, don't stop and wait for somebody else to do the change for you, right? The first step, maybe just figuring out what course can I take? Who can I hire? How, what guidance can I receive, right? Because I need to know how to make this change. So, I mean, we covered a lot today on divine timing, ego, emotion, surrendering to the universe, blocking ourselves, unblocking ourselves, multitasking, right? We talked about this idea of gardens and our beliefs. I mean, is there anything else we should throw in there? Honestly, that was, that was so much. We even talked about manifesting too. Like, <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, I love and it. And we set you guys up for a future episode saying that we're going to talk about money. Yes. OMG, that's so right. And I think that's going to be such a fire one because now you really understand from this garden example of what it means to have your own belief system. So now when we do this money episode, it's literally uncovering, unblocking our money beliefs that was passed down to us generationally. So I am so excited now for this future episode to come out. So check out us out on on Facebook and on Instagram, of course, to find out exactly when that episode is going to be launched because every Sunday is when we do our teaser post. So if you check our socials, you will see when that week is going to be coming up that we're going to be talking about our belief systems around cash and money. (laughs) I love it. So let us jump into a card reading. You know, we've given, we've talked a lot. We've shared a lot of lessons that we've been moving through. Hopefully you guys have been connecting to them as well. Take notes. Maybe if you haven't moved through them yet, you can take notes, prepare yourself for when those lessons do come forward. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to give this deck of cards a good little shuffle and let's see if there's any sort of guidance or direction coming forward for us right now. What do we need to know. There we go. Okay. So we are receiving wolf instinct. Ooh, such a powerful message. This card really is all about building that instinctual knowing, building that connection to your intuition, building that gut instinct, right? That gut knowing and trusting it, right? Kind of bringing us back to the idea of surrendering to the universe and trusting in our abilities as we move through life, right? If you have a feeling within you and you cannot explain it, then it's because your intuition is guiding you, right? Because sometimes we can't explain it. And that's when we know it's our intuition. When we can explain it, that's logical reasoning, right? So Wolf is reminding us to just build that connection with, uh, with our instinctual knowing, right. And reminding us that, that maybe we've lost touch. Maybe we've lost touch with our, uh, instinctual knowing. And now is a time to, to step back into it right now is the time to overcome this limited mindset and tune back in to that instinctual mindset. Right. So let wolf be your teacher and call upon Wolf to help you in identifying what these cues are saying, 
what that intuitive guidance is, is, is trying to guide you in, right? Mm -hmm. Such a great card for us. I love that. What an amazing card to be pulled. I'm just sitting here grinning ear to ear because, you know, we talked about, well, like we just said so much in this episode, but I think it's such a key card to have been pulled today because instinct, everything that you said, right? Like trust that what you are doing is, is part of divine timing. Like, OMG, we talked about you know, how it's, how it's not supposed to work out, how something better is to work out or how it's, it's going to happen, but just not right now. And understanding that making a move based off of your instinct to trust that it is actually okay, is actually what is meant for you in this very moment. So what a beautiful card. Thank you so much for pulling that. Yeah, you are so, so, so welcome. I'm so glad that it was the one that came forward and is guiding us this week to lean into our intuition and trust that that um, gut knowing that is coming forward. I so hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know we kind of jumped right into our conversation that we were having before we pressed record, but it was just so good. We could not leave you guys out on it. So I hope that you were able to take something away from it. We would love to hear from you guys as well. And we'd love to see that you're enjoying the episode. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things about life and also why we created this podcast is to build connection, right? Hence why it's called Caring Connected Conversations. So we would love it if you guys shared with the world or your friends about the podcast, letting them know that you've been enjoying it, you've been learning from it. And and if you share it on Instagram and tag us, we would love to see that. Take a screenshot, let us know your breakthrough moment? What's something that you really learned and spoke to you from this episode? And then we know moving forward that you guys are listening and that you are enjoying it. Also, please, if you haven't already, leave a rating and a review because honestly, it helps us. It helps us to grow our podcast so we can get out to more people. So more people can hear these conversations and can learn and grow with us in their own journey. So share it on Instagram and leave us a rating and review. And we are thanking you and loving you and so grateful to have you here each episode that we post. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.